0: Welcome to Alive, a Vineyard College ministry with the purpose to awaken students to their true relationship, identity, and destiny in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoy this message today. And if you want to connect with us, you can follow us on Facebook at Alive Vineyard College Family or Instagram at Alive Vineyard College. These guys are amazing. Um, uh, we were doing quiet time, and, uh, and my six year old looks at me and says, Dad, I want you to wake me up before you go downstairs and pray to Jesus. I'm like, Okay, wow. Well, how come? So I want to read my Bible with you. I'm like, All right, awesome. Come on. It's not so quiet, though, but you know, <laughs> it's amazing how a six year old gets it. She wants to worship just because. And uh, and I pray that that is the, the cry of our hearts, that we want to worship just because. That we want to give glory to God just because. We want to learn more about God just because. That's my That's the prayer. Guys, what happened tonight was special. I believe that there was deliverance that took place when people were running around like crazy men and women. I believe that there was... Deliverance! I believe that there was deliverance from depression, anxiety. I believe that there was deliverance from just all just chains. I just sense chains breaking. Yes. I sense chains breaking, healing happening, because we serve a God of not only a visitation, but habitation. God is here. Emmanuel, God with us. We don't just serve a now you see me, now you don't God. We serve a God who's always with us, who's always willing to do life with us. So we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for, we thank you for just being here tonight. Your presence is, that's what separates us, just being people of the presence. You know, we could be people of the world, sure, but you know what? Being people of the presence, that's what separates us, that's what marks us. For good, and so I thank you, Father, for your presence. Thanks for joining us, uh, uh, you know, alive. Uh, if you guys are online, I mean, uh, online. Thanks for joining us. Uh, but tonight we're gonna talk a little bit about how Holy Spirit empowers us to do, like you know, the last three gatherings we talked about Trinity, right? The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. How the Father God calls us to relationship. Uh, relationship, y'all. thought I was gonna curse. <laughs> how relationship and how he calls us to belong, and then how Jesus calls us to a new identity, a deeper identity, he calls us to be, and now how Holy Spirit, how you know he calls us to a new destiny, to our God-given destiny so we can do, okay? So belong, be, do, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And Today, I want to talk about how Holy Spirit not only just empowers us to do, but do what? How does he empower us to do? I want to talk about that for the next two gatherings, okay? And today, we're going to be talking about how Holy Spirit equips us to shine the light in a dark world. How, how he empowers us to, to love, to love with the love of Jesus to a dying, cold world, how Christ followers. We, we, we are empowered to burn for a cold world, how we're empowered to shine in a dark world, and how we're not alone while doing it because Holy Spirit's with us all the time. So I'm excited to talk about that tonight because, you know what, we're going to talk about how, you know, Holy Spirit empowers us to do the stuff that Jesus did. You know what I mean? How Holy Spirit empowers us to do the stuff. To be honest with you, I'm excited about that because when I was living in the world, the enemy, he let me do his stuff. I was doing his stuff, you know, from, from, from the drugs to all the other stuff. Listen, I was doing his stuff. But you know what? When you come to the kingdom, Jesus, he lets you do his stuff as well, too. And the Holy Spirit empowers us to do the stuff. And we're going to talk tonight about how we do this stuff. And exactly what, what we're talking about is how he's actually empowered us to prophesy. How he's empowered us to prophesy. That is going to actually shine light to a dying world. Show love to a, to a loveless world. Basically burn brighter in a, in a cold, cold world. And that's prophesying prophesying, speaking the heart of God. So let's pray. We're going to go ahead and get it in, and we're going to talk a little bit about how Holy Spirit empowers us to do the stuff by prophecy. Holy Spirit, thank you for, for being here. You're, you are amazing. Your presence is sweet, sweet, so good. We're so thankful for you. We're so thankful for what you're doing here. We pray, Father, you open ears and eyes, eyes and ears, so that we can hear, we can receive, we can perceive what it is you're saying, what you're doing, and how you're moving in Jesus' name. And alive, said amen. Online, are we saying amen? Let's go. Type in the chat, amen. What? Okay. So before we talk about prophecy, we got to talk about how we hear the voice of God. We got to talk about that we can actually hear the voice of God. Now, Some of y'all might think that, you know what, you're you're skating in dangerous territory, Clay. You know what I'm saying? Because to be honest with you, when we talk about hearing the voice of God, that's a big divisive thing for the church, believe it or not. People split because of the idea of, you know what, I don't believe in a talking God. I don't believe God talks, you know, to to his kids. So what I'm about to teach is kind of hotly contested. It's It's kind of a thing, whether you know it or not. Okay, and some of y'all went to churches where, you, where they taught you God doesn't speak, and that's okay. But here at the Vineyard, we believe in, God, in a God that speaks. Here at the Vineyard, we don't believe in a deaf-mute God. We believe in a God who speaks. I'm not, I'm not trying to step on toes, and I'm not trying to ruffle feathers. I'm just, I'm just saying I just don't believe in a God who just doesn't speak because I believe. And this is the main point I want to draw real quick. The first point I want to make abundantly clear is that we are all designed to hear the voice of God. Whether you know it or not, whether you think it or not, whether you're aware to it or not, we are all designed to hear the voice of God. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Now, if you have been here any, t- any length of time here at Alive, you've probably heard me speak about this because I'm passionate about it. I actually had a message about it earlier this year. So a lot of this may be recap for you, review for you, but that's okay because I believe we need to get this deep into our DNA. But here at the church, again, we don't believe in a deaf, mute God. And I know that topic can be a little you know, divisive, but I'm going to go in, and if that's okay with you, I'm going to keep it going, okay? So Matthew 28, 20, Jesus promises this, behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, why in the world would Jesus say that if he's never going to speak to us? Think about it. Behold, I am with you. Even till the end of the age. When Jesus promised that he's gonna be with us, here as it says in Matthew 28, 20, I don't think he meant that he was gonna be with be with us without wanting a relationship. Think about it. If you wanna press into a relationship, uh, let me fast forward for a minute. Some of y'all gonna get married. I know Hannah about to get married. Woo, woo, tch, 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 tch. But but some of y'all about to get married soon, you know, or maybe, you know, a few years from now. Or maybe me, you know, I don't know. And if you told your spouse, "Hey, baby girl, I want to be with you," or "Hey, man, I want to be with you," <laughs> baby man, <laughs> Laurel, y'all know, y'all, y'all too know they're about to get married too. Okay, okay, yeah. Shout out to Ben and Laurel. Okay, so, so, so if Laurel told Ben, "Ben, I want to be with you for the rest of my days." <laughs> And uh, <laughs> but, but but Laurel never never communicated to Ben. How's that gonna work? I mean, and then I've Ben said, Laurel, sweetheart, and I'm on bended knee, <laughs> and I want to be with you for the rest of my days, but never speaks to Laurel. How's that gonna work out? What is that? That ain't gonna work. That that marriage is gonna run flat. It's gonna end in tragedy. God did not say he's gonna be with us forever in a day and not speak to us. There's communication that's a core element to relationship. You guys tracking? Okay, so there's there's it's important. If God says, pray to me, Clay but he never responds when I pray, what is that? What am I praying to God for? If there's never going to be an exchange, if it's only going to be a monologue, never a dialogue. You thought about that? So prayer is actually something he encourages us to do because he wants there to be an exchange, a dialogue. And I'm glad we don't serve a deaf-mute God so, Clay, are you saying that everyone hears from God? Yes, in a million, yes. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Now, I just I did not just call you livestock, all right? Listen, y'all not sheep for real, for real, okay? But you kind of are. So embrace it, okay? Let me, let, me, let me explain, okay? If Jesus is the great shepherd, that's metaphorically for he shepherds us, he pastors us. If he's the great shepherd, then we are his sheep, meaning we are his people, meaning we are the church. He pastors. And it says here, John 10, 27 says this, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Okay, so how do we hear his voice? How do we hear? It's obvious. Hey, Jesus is saying the sheep hear my voice. When I speak, my people listen. My, when my, when, better yet, when I speak, my people can discern my voice and follow through. I want to teach you how to discern his voice and follow through tonight. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, so first way to hear from God is through the written word, through the Bible. The B-I-B-I-L-E, that's the book for me. When I stand upon the word of God, the B-I-B-I-L-E, boom, 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 Okay, so 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 the BIB, I mean man. Okay, so the Bible, the fresh word, the manna of God. That's how we hear the word. That's the number one way. In the Hebrews 4:12, it reads this. If you want to turn there, click there, it's gonna be on the screen. Check it out online, audience, if you are with me. Hebrews 4 12. It says this: for the word of God is alive and active. Someone say alive. Someone say active. Someone type in alive and active. Okay, listen, for the word of God is alive and active, meaning that although it is written, it still speaks to us today. I'm going to repeat that. Although it is written, it can still speak to us today because the word is alive. Someone say alive. alive. And active. Someone say active. Alive. Listen, it, it still speaks. Why do you think you can read the same scripture over and over and over again and it speaks to you differently each time? Why do you think that every time you read the same thing over and over again, it speaks, it lands different. It's like, oh, that was kind of piercing. I read that same script over and over again. I know that by heart, by now, but it lands differently because God is speaking to you through it because that's his word. It cuts sharper than any double-edged sword straight to the heart, straight to the heart, and it exposes all your innermost Being, y'all, because it's the word of God. So the word of God is the main source. The Bible. If you want to learn how to discern the voice of God, the voice of truth, you got to be familiar with the scriptures. No question. There's no other way. That's the number one way to discern the voice of God. Number two way to discern the voice of God is this, is to realize that he speaks in a still, small voice. Ezekiel, um, not Ezekiel, 1 Kings, I'm sorry, 1 Kings 19. I'm not going to have you uh, turn there, but I want you to listen. There's a story there with Elijah, Elijah the prophet, one of my favorite prophets in the old school, in the Old Testament, okay? This guy, he was the bomb, right? He heard from God. He had a direct access from God. He heard the voice all the time, man, and it was like, oh, this guy's next level. And so one day, he did something crazy great on Mount Carmel, and he got crazy depressed, and he retreated in a cave. He retreated in a cave. He was like hiding out. He was hiding out. And and God said, hey, Ezekiel, I'm going to come to you, come out the cave, come out to the edge of the mountain, I'm going to talk to you. And so he was like, all right, I'm going to peep game, I'm going to hear what God is talking about, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to hear the voice of God. And the first thing that came was, was was a wind, strong windstorm that came. And he was like, yo, the voice of God is coming in the wind, okay, what? And next thing you know, the wind just passed and the voice of God was not in the wind. The second thing that came was a, may, a, a mighty earthquake. I mean, everything's trembling. Everything's like going cray cray all around them. He's like, okay, the voice of God is coming. It's, it's, it's here in the earthquake. The earthquake came, earthquake went. The voice of God was not in an earthquake. And then there was a fire. Oh, snap. You, the Holy Spirit always is down with the fire. The fire is coming. The voice of God is here. Ah! Like, okay, I'm ready to hear. What fire came, fire went. Wasn't in the fire. The last thing was a little whisper. Wait, what was that? What was that? What was that? What's going on? Wait a minute. He had to kind of steal his, his he had to calm his demeanor he had to still himself for a second and realize that the voice of God was actually in the whisper. He wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the fire, but he was in the the whisper. Why? Because the enemy, he loves to yell, but God, he wants to be close. He wants to be next to you. He wants to be intimate with you. He wants us to know that God is there all the time, and he wants to just be like, hey, I just want I just want to whisper to you. So God comes to us in a still, small voice. And as oftentimes he comes in that still, small voice, oftentimes it sounds like us. See, people think that we're, like, talking to ourselves in our head. Sometimes it's God talking to you. Think about it. When you're watching a a crazy show on Disney Plus or or Netflix or, or Amazon Prime or Paramount Plus or whatever, you know what I'm saying, and you get, a, you get a little check in your spirit like, yo, you should turn that off and just go do your homework. Bam. That might be God. Or maybe you're chilling with people who aren't doing right, who's too talking now the side of their neck or who's talking about things that you probably not, you know aren't comfortable with, and you get that check in your spirit or you get a, a voice in your head saying, yo, you probably should just go. That's probably God. When you still yourself enough to know that, you know what? God may be talking to you, and the voice that you are hearing may sound like you. That may be God. You have to discern, though, is this the word? Does this align to the word? Does this sound like what God would say in the book? Okay, that's probably God. He comes in a still, small voice. That's important to know. Third, God speaks through circumstances. There's been so many times where God spoke to me through circumstances, through events, through things that happen in my life. I remember I prayed to God, God, I need to get out of here. I need to get out of this job. I, 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 this job has got me working to the bone, and I'm, I'm losing time with my first set of twins. At the time, I just had my first set of twins. And I'm, I'm losing time with my family. I need to see my family. And the next thing you know, he answered it. But he answered it by changing circumstances, and had your boy leave from North Carolina all the way to Illinois. And you know that was a God move. Because I I didn't want to come to Illinois. I mean, I love it here, but I just wasn't trying to come to Illinois. Like, there was no way. And so, like, here I am. And it was a God move. And at that point... Yeah, you know that. But, and 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 at that point, you know, when we came to Illinois, Regina then got a job in Champaign Urbana, and we came to Champaign Urbana and then I found out about the vineyard and we came to the vineyard and now I'm a pastor and you know, it's all she wrote. But bottom line is that he spoke to me via circumstance. Saying, "I, Clay, I hear you. I hear you. I got you. And I'm going to uproot you from North Carolina." To Illinois. I didn't understand it at the time. I didn't understand what, what the world was going on with that. But now I knew, and now I know that, now I knew, never mind. Now I know that the reason why he called me here is to equip me upon, a, so I can press into my call. I didn't know it then, but now I know. So God has plans for us, and he works those plans, and he communicates to us a lot through what? Circumstances. Circumstances. The fourth and final thing that I'm going to cover, he speaks to you in a lot of different ways, but the fourth way I'm going to cover today is dreams and visions, through dreams and visions. Have you ever had a dream that kept coming back over and over again? It's probably God. Document it. Journal it. Have you ever had a vision in the middle of the day that you thought was weird? It's probably God. Document it. Have you ever had a vision when you thought of somebody or saw somebody that came up in your mind? It's probably God. Document it. Ask God for an interpretation, and then let that person know, hey, every time I see you, I see this. Bam. You're spreading the love. Have you ever, um, like as you're talking to somebody in conversation, mid-conversation, you see something in your mind's eye? You know, it's not like actually happening for real, for real, but you see it in your mind's eye. I just saw it today when I was speaking to a lovely lady right here at the table. I saw a flower blossoming. And I, and I said that to her, and she almost cried because she said that that her friends usually call her flower or something with flowers, and she resonates with flowers. And it's like, bam, I saw immediately a flower blossoming. And then eventually in that picture, there was an interpretation. Because here's the deal. When, when the Lord speaks to you through vision, oftentimes he doesn't give you the whole picture. You got to step out in faith. Open your mouth, and he will fill it. And when you open your mouth, more will come as you continue to press in. You see that? So I said, hey, you look like a flower, like there's a flower blossoming. And bam, it hit in the next scene, and oh, more and more and more came, and I blessed her with that word earlier today, and it was amazing. It was good. So dreams and visions and, and signs and, and pictures, he speaks to us, and I can guarantee he visits you all in dreams. It's just that we're not woke to it enough. So I would, I would challenge you to start a dream journal if you want to steward dreams. If you want more dreams, that's how you steward it. Get a dream journal. What I do is I wake up in the middle of the night, and I record on my phone, and I just record the dreams, and I just keep on documenting. And then I go back because I get interpretations maybe months later, and then I listen to it again like, that's what that meant. This is awesome. Okay, I got to keep it going. Okay, so here's what I want to do. I want to do an exercise right now. We've done this before. I'm going to do it again. It's the dial-down the dial exercise to kind of like everybody take a deep breath and get comfortable exercise. So, so everybody kind of just relax and kind of get comfortable. People online, if you can, if, you can. if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. But bam, just, like just, just relax, take a deep breath, two deep breaths, and just relax. And if you can close your eyes, close your eyes, but dial down. And what I want you to do is I I want you to receive and hear from the Lord. So I'm going to ask Holy Spirit to come to bless you with things, words, visions. You know, take a second to do that for a minute. I also want you to picture Jesus. Maybe, you know, picture Jesus what he looks like to you right in front of you sharing with you. So Holy Spirit, come. Right. For sake of time, let me go ahead and uh, and bring you back. Bring you back. Here's here's what I want to ask: Is there anybody by show of hands who who here felt like they heard something from the Lord or saw something from the Lord? Raise your hand, please. Okay. Okay. I think a little bit more too than that. You're probably a little shy. Oh, but you know what? I believe that if we continue to keep exercising the muscle, we're going to get deeper place when it comes to just people being filled, filled, filled with even more things from the Lord. So one, we're all designed to hear from the Lord, but hearing God enables us to prophesy. Hearing God is what enables us to prophesy, like I was prophesying over you two, enables us to prophesy because you're hearing from the Lord. In Acts 2, 17, it says that in the last days, spoiler alert, we're in the last days, in the last days god says i will pour out my spirit upon all people your sons and daughters will prophesy your young men will dream will see visions and your old men will dream dreams there you have it right there all those ways we can hear god communicating to us So Holy Spirit enables us to prophesy, okay? Clay, so what's it mean to prophesy? Plainly, to prophesy means to communicate the heart of God, to encourage, to edify, to build up, and to never tear down. Guys, a prophecy never tears down. A prophecy never condemns. A prophecy never casts shame. If you are listening to a quote-unquote prophetic word and you feel condemned, you feel shame. that was probably a prophetic word from the enemy and not from the Lord. God will only build up, call the gold out that's been deposited in you. Call up the gold. Call you up. When I was a kid, my mama and dad, my mom and my grandma actually... They prophesied over me. I didn't know what it was at the time, but they prophesied over me and said, hey, this boy's going to be a preacher. And I was like, no, I'm not going to be a preacher. I don't want to be a preacher because the preachers in my day, I thought were corny and lame. <laughs> I thought that they were corny and lame. And here I am preaching. Okay. Go figure. But, but, but still, like, I thought I wasn't going to be a preacher. And plus, I would compare myself to other people, too. Kind of killed me. A lot of y'all are comparing yourself right now to other people right now. And it's still in the call of God over your life. Y'all need to stop. We need to stop comparing ourselves to others and be who it is that God designed us to be. Because you are robbing the world when you keep comparing yourself to others. You are robbing the world. When you keep comparing yourself to others, let's keep, let's keep going. Okay, so it was crazy, though. They kept on saying that you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be a preacher, you're going to be a preacher. And I was running from the call. I was running from it. And finally, I gave my life to Jesus when I was 30 years old. And about a year later, guess what I'm doing? Preaching. Preaching. And, 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 and as, while I was preaching, it hit me. While I was preaching, it hit me. My mom and my grandmama, they prophesied this over me. I'm actually fulfilling the prophetic word that was planted deep in my heart all those years ago. And you see, when I gave my life to Jesus and I got baptized in the spirit, all those prophetic words that were spoken over me began to bear fruit in my life. Because of all those prophetic words, they weren't from people. They were actually from God through people. So when we speak prophetically, we're not speaking on behalf of us, well, we're speaking on behalf of the Lord in us. That's prophecy. So the three things I learned from my mom and my grandma that day, or when I realized it, was this prophetic words are simple. They're not elaborate. They don't have to be all crazy. They don't have to be all extra ordinary and extra like spot on and all that. You know what I mean? They they, they can be simple words not fancy, not hard to understand, simple. Two, the second thing I learned is that the words are edifying. They build up. They don't tear down. They build you up. They call the gold up. They challenge you. They, they call you higher. They may scare you. I hated that word. It's kinda, it kind of scared me, but it calls you up. Three, the third thing that I learned about prophetic words is that it actually helps us wage good warfare. It helps us wage good warfare. What do you mean, Clay, by good warfare? Check out what 1 Timothy 1.18 says. Check it out. This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them, the prophetic words that were given to you, Timothy, that by them you may wage good warfare. What's Paul talking about prophecy, y'all, helps us wage good warfare because prophecy keeps us focused on the call of God on our lives. It helps keep us focused on the truth to set our butts free. It helps keep us focused and aligned on what the heavens think about you rather than what the world thinks about you. It helps us to focus and stay pressing into what it is God said about you. It reminds us of who we are. That's what prophecy does. That's why prophecy is so important. So my mom and my grandma, after all those years, they communicated the heart of God to me for my life, and here I am today preaching before you, but Holy Spirit empowered them to speak to me about what it is on my life that needs to come to fruition. This is why prophetic ministry is important, and which is why we're going to practice that right now. So here's what we're going to do. Try to do it quickly. I'm gonna, we're going we're to do a, when I look at you, I see exercise, okay? And we're going to prophetically pick some people right now out of the audience, okay? So let me get, first, Justin, come on up. Go ahead and get a mic right there. Can we get that mic on for him? Yeah. So, so what, Justin? You're you're right here. Thank you. Check that, check that. Cause you're not gonna come on this mic, bro, man. You know what I'm saying? Just, I mean, I, I I like the whisper and everything, but not from you, bro. You know what I'm saying? You you good? You good? Okay, here we go. So, oh, okay, we got that. Okay, we got another mic. Uh, I don't care. That's fine. Thanks, mic check. Okay, here we go. So. Justin, pick out anybody. I'm just, I'm I'm picking people because I don't want you to think that it's just about me doing it. I want other people to show you what it sounds like, what it feels like to prophesy, to just simply encourage because you're communicating the heart of the Father. So he's going to pick somebody and start out with, with when I look at you, I see, and then bam. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, so the camo hat. There we go. I saw something on her too. Yeah, I feel like there's like, you've kind of been hidden, and maybe you think it's like for a bad reason or something, but I feel like the Lord's hidden you because the enemy's coming against you hard, and he's coming after you, and the Lord's kind of like kept you aside in this season of your life, so the things the enemy has against you for evil will turn to good in the long run.
0: Bam. Let's go. right. That's good stuff. Um, so, how's that feel? How's that land? Good? Okay, Rebecca, come on up here, sis. Give it up for Rebecca. Pick somebody out. And when I look at you, I see, and then let it rip. Holy Spirit, okay.
2: Hey, the girl sitting right there with the black shirt. Yeah. Um, when I look at you, I see, I actually see a picture, and it's a picture of a bunch of fresh fruit. Um, it's oranges, and I see this hand come in and just pick one specific orange, and I believe that that orange is significant, significantly, significantly signif- thank you, that's you, and <laughs> that, that hand is God, saying, I'm handpicking you for a reason. And I'm gonna put you out in the light. I'm gonna make you into a dish, to a dessert, and I will create you into something that's good. So I just bless that over
0: your life. Come on, come on! Thank Look at Jesus. that. Simple, simple. Yo, me, Kaya. Come on up here, girl.
2: Um, hi, everyone. So don't mind this tablet, but God was speaking a lot. So I hope it's okay. I just read for what He said because. Um, yeah, he's very uh talks. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> if it's okay, briefly, I came in here extremely heavy because I um I kind of like fell into some bad stuff right before I got here, and I was feeling really heavy with guilt and condemnation, and it was on me so much so that I couldn't focus during worship, and I was just like, God, 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 like I hate this. Like I was just, I should just leave. Like I don't belong here. Blah blah blah. So then. Um, during the word, Jesus is like, okay, it's like, no, you don't belong to shame. You don't belong to guilt. And then he says all of this. Well, I say this to him. So technically it's a conversation between me and Jesus. I say to him, I struggle with the freedom of my relationship with you. I keep seeing me as a sheep and veering away from you and the rest of the flock. I want to blame you for letting me veer off. But then he responds and says, my relationship doesn't come with a leash. You're looking for me to control you, but I came to free you.
1: Mm. I came that
2: you might experience the freedom of your free will. Mm. As you walk with me, you will choose other things less and less if you'll notice. So I don't condemn you for your choices. Conviction cancels out condemnation. Conviction is a mirror of who you're called to be. Mm. So you veer and all I do is call your name. And my spirit, Holy Spirit, reminds you of who you are and you come back on your own. So I just kept getting this visual that even in the room, there's a few of us who, through whatever it it might be, maybe we're idolizing school, we're idolizing relationships, friendships, family, uh, career choices, whatever it may be. Uh, You're with the flock, you walk in, and then it's like, yeah. And Jesus is like, hey. And I'm like, oh, oh, snap, I left, I left. Okay, 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 I'm back, I'm back. And then I leave again, and I'm like, yeah, this relationship, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm." He's like, Kaya, oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And there's no condemnation. There's not, I'm counting the times you've left. Wow. He died one time, so there's no counting. There's, there's no record of the wrongdoing or of the choices that we make. And so I just felt like that's for the whole room, that there is, there's no condemnation in who he is. Ooh. There is only freedom where Jesus is. There's only him gently calling you to remind you, hey, you with this flock. You don't have to go and do that anymore. You don't have to go and be that anymore. You don't have to um, seek anything outside of him. And then the choice, we make a choice to come back to Jesus. I made a choice. I had to make a choice when I was here in worship to choose him again because I didn't choose him earlier today, but I had to choose him again. And because his relationship is not like that of a dog and a leash, but rather side by side, I walk with him as a friend. If I let go of Jesus's hand he's not like what the heck he's like oh okay when you want to come back Mm. I'll be here Mm. that's the freedom of our relationship with Jesus Mm. so whoever needs that if you want prayer over having that freedom please see one of us Clay himself whoever um but I just really felt like somebody needed to hear that you don't have to ask for forgiveness it's just there like (sighs) Everything about your relationship with Jesus, none of it comes with terms nor conditions. It's just unconditional. His grace, unconditional. Him calling me, unconditional. No, him calling you, unconditional. He's not going to stop. He seeks you and seeks you and seeks you because he saw you when he was on the cross. Yeah. So whoever needs that, you now have it. I give it to you. And so, yeah, we bless that.
0: It's good. So good. Give it up. Give it up. That's so good. Come on, man. Come on up, my man. So the, um, we talk about how the prophetic words are released in dreams and visions. He came up to me before, kid you not, before the talk, and he said, I have a vision that I think that is prophetically applicable for the group here tonight. So let's, let's, let's listen to his vision
1: real quick here. Hi, everybody. My name is Zach. Um, <laughs> hi. <laughs> so about two weeks ago, it was actually two weeks ago, Before The Last Alive, I had a dream that I was with this friend, and we were just cruising around town. We were in this area that was, like, the slummiest of, like, the slum area. Like, it's really, like, run down and bad. And then all of a sudden, we just decided, you know what, let's just go to a house party. Like, why not, you know? Um, So we find this random house. We go in, and there's a bunch of people partying, you know, doing drugs, drinking, having sex, doing all that stuff, you know? And then, uh, got this. Ooh, I'm sorry. My anxiety is whoo right now. No, you're, um, good. you're good. You're good. You're good. So I, I noticed this girl, and I'm like, ooh, she's kind of cute, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm trying to make a move on her, and then we go <laughs> to this back room, and things are getting, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. So she goes back to this other room, and then she comes out, and all I can see in her eyes was death and destruction and despair and misery that's all I saw in her eyes because she she was just this this kind of person who would just give her body to whoever she wanted or whoever wanted or whoever would accept her whoever would love her she was just giving it to whoever so she could feel loved and accepted and so I was like I just saw that and I, I was telling her you know um you know when I look at you I just see death in your eyes are you okay is there anything wrong And then she started talking about something (laughs) about how, about how, like, she didn't grow up with a father figure that could, that, like, could teach her, like, her value and to, like, call her out and to call her above what she was doing and to tell her that she was worthy and that she's accepted. And so I just started praying with her and, like, I was, like, talking with her, like, can I pray for you? And so I started praying for her and then she, like, just started bursting into tears. She was bawling and then she was like, yes, this is exactly what I'm looking for. I was looking for um, this relationship, this kind of fulfillment in my life. And I was like, that's Jesus right there. That is the power of the Holy Spirit within you. And and then, so, after that, we hugged it out. I'm like, yay, yay, yeah, uh, we're Christians, yay. And then, uh... <laughs> um, after that, I, that's about when I woke up. So, and I feel like there are probably people here that that can apply to, like, where you're just going through this season of, um, you're just like stuck in this rut, and like you don't know what to do. You feel like you can't turn anybody, or you're going through this season of like, what's my worth? Am I even worthy? Am I even accepted? This person values me because he likes my body, but is that really what I'm worth? Am I worth just my body, or am I worth more than that? So, if any of you guys here struggle with that, I would encourage you greatly to get prayer. You can come see me. I would love to pray for you. We have leaders here that would love to pray for you. So yeah, that was, that was my word.
0: Wow. That that was remarkable. Um, See, that's what prophecy is all about right there. It's communicating the heart of God. And that's why we need the body. We need the community to be activated in this stuff because everyone can hear God. Thus, everyone can prophesy. Everyone can hear God. Thus, everyone can prophesy. We need this. We need this built up. We need this to not only build ourselves up, but to build up the church. That's why there's going to be space for prophetic ministry in these gatherings. Space for prophetic ministry, hopefully in small groups. Space for prophetic ministry in the weekend experiences. Space everywhere we go. Even those who don't know Jesus, you can speak prophetically to people and say, hey, when I look at you, I see this. Is that right? And then, bam, they're experiencing the love of God. And you may be a peculiar person to them, but we're peculiar people, right? We're, we're a holy nation. I'm going to pray for the online and for the podcast so we can close, it th- close this down. But before I pray... Everyone online, what I want you to do, and everyone here, and everyone listening to this podcast, what I want you to do is to challenge yourself to go and press into your prophetic gifting by saying, when I look at you, to a stranger, a friend, whoever, when I look at you, I see in whatever it is God's wanting to share through you. That's the homework. That's the the challenge. So Holy Spirit, may you empower every one of us here. Those online, those listening to the podcast, whenever they are, wherever they are, we pray that a prophetic gifting rises up. We pray that, Holy Spirit, you embolden us to do this stuff and we we can step into to prophesy. We can step into this prophetic ministry. We can step into this... This thing you laid out in Acts 2, Lord God, where you say that in the last days, not only will the Spirit be poured out, but the, but we will be enabled to prophesy. We will be enabled to speak the heart of the Father and build up the church for the sake of the world. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to our podcast today. And we pray that this has helped stir and awaken you to live alive to God like never before. If you want to connect with us, let's go. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Alive Vineyard College.